Hello everyone, this is Dr. Anastasia Choplis, the Scientific Healer. Today I want to talk about something really, really, really important for boosting your immunity and your health overall. And that is all about your thyroid. So your thyroid is your metabolic engine in your body. It drives everything. When your thyroid hormones are inadequate, it slows down your metabolism. And the way it affects you is that it slows down all the immune processes, everything from you know, if you scratch your skin, the speed that it heals. If you get an infection, the speed that your body can take care of it. Uh, this Anything that it has to do with healing, it just slows it down. When my thyroid was at its lowest is when I experienced the most number of colds, infections, um, urinary tract infections, I had athlete's foot, I had, uh, I developed carpal tunnel syndrome, um, my memory was shot, my hair was falling out, I was turning orange, and I had a thick neck. So these are some of the symptoms, and I'll review those again. So today I'm going to go over the do's and don'ts for those of you needing special help with your thyroid. And the reason why I can emphasize this is that it is the most prescribed medication. It's above and beyond heart medication and cholesterol lowering medication. And that's already huge, right? So it, in the United States, uh, a few years ago, we had 115 million prescriptions of that. Okay, if you consider that we've got 330 million people uh, in this country, that means that we have a lot of uh, prescriptions going on. The reason why it's there are so many people on it is that a lot of women, when they're in their 40s, if they've experienced a pregnancy, somehow having a child, and then afterwards there seems to be a connection between the hormonal shock that you experience having a child and how well your thyroid functions. So a lot of people, a lot of women that are in their menopausal years, say from 45 to 55, start experiencing thyroid decline. That's not all cases, but a lot of people will feel that. And the um, other thing is that a lot of the tests that they've run uh, and even currently, even though these, um, the new um, standards that were developed for laboratories were developed around the year 2000, the laboratories still haven't caught up. They still are using the old numbers. So I had my thyroid checked for 10 years in a row and I knew that it was deficient because of all the symptoms I was feeling and because I'd been so sick. And so this is where those lab slip is okay, but you have all the symptoms. And the problem with thyroid is that it can, it, it can mimic, it's like the great pretender, it can mimic a lot of other kinds of problems, including depression. The reason why I'm talking about all the practical aspects of what you can do, even though I can do some really amazing things with energy healing, I have 
perform thousands of miracles on different people. They feel better. They got healthier, even though their doctor said there was no cure. That includes me. I was my first client, basically. <laughs> and um, But the thing is that the foundational things are really important. So I could work really hard to get people well using energy healing. But why should I have to do that? And why should you have to do it? Let's say you were taking a class from me. Why should you have to do it if a couple of lifestyle changes can do exactly the same thing, right? You, you can do really miraculous things with lifestyle changes. So energy healing can do a lot, but it's better if you start from the real practical end, the foundational end. So what I'm going to talk about is what the the thyroid tests that people do on you. It's kind of a regular test. They usually test TSH. It stands for thyroid stimulating hormone. It's a hormone that your pituitary sends to your thyroid hormone, which are two little, looks like a little butterfly on your neck right here. And if your neck looks a little thick in here, it means that your thyroid is swollen and trying to pump out, you know, it's just working very hard. So thyroid stimulating hormone needs to be on the low end of the scale. So it's between zero and 0 0.5 and one nanogram per deciliter. So a deciliter is a small amount of blood and that it tells you how many, or it's micrograms, not nanograms, micrograms per deciliter. It tells you how many, uh, if you a test for what's the concentration of the thyroid stimulating hormone in your blood. So if it goes above four and a half, which is the old scale, usually you're in full-blown hypothyroid. And I'm just going to describe some of the symptoms and why these are a problem, right? So if it's above four and a half, but this, the standards have changed that if it's above two, then you're going into um, hypothyroidism. So hyperthyroidism is also a problem. That's when they're overly stimulated. You'll see people with slightly bulging eyes and they'll be like hyperactive and they'll start losing a lot of weight. So those also need to be attended to. And sometimes by just leaving the thyroid alone and getting them into some sort of meditation or mindfulness program can help settle it down by itself. I met one such person. Um, sometimes the eye tissues don't go back to normal. So you have to consider that. And usually what it means is they'll cut the thyroid out. It's kind of silly. And then you take thyroid hormones the rest of your life. The really um, important things uh, that you'll notice with low thyroid is you'll be fatigued a lot. Um, you're, you can experience weight gain and or difficulty in losing, uh, increased sensitivity to cold, constipation, just like the whole body is slowing down so it can't push through the food rapidly enough, dry skin, like all of my joints, if I move my elbow like this, it, the skin would crack. If I bent down into a deep knee bend, the skin would crack. And I also turned kind of like an orange color, and that's the inability to metabolize beta carotene. So I've always eaten a lot of vegetables, and I would eat two or three carrots a day. I still do. Uh, raw carrots, and I just wasn't able to metabolize the beta carotene. 
You also get a puffy face. Um, you might notice muscle weakness or hoarseness, uh, elevate, elevated cholesterol levels, elevated blood pressure levels, a slowed heart rate. The hair will be thinning. Uh, my, mine got so thin that when I had the light behind it, you could see my entire scalp and it never grew past about my shoulders. And then as soon as I got the thyroid hormone in my body, you could see the hair all coming back and growing. And it looked like a big pom-pom on my head as it grew down. And now I can grow it quite long, you could see. And that's not even the end of it, right? And being my age, that's kind of a surprise. Most women in their 60s can't grow their hair that long. And some of the other things is you'll notice joint stiffness, pain in your muscles, and um, a slowed heart rate, often depression. And then the other thing that was really disturbing was that I've always had a very sharp memory and I make lists in my head for what I need to do during that day. And I had my calendar in my head for what I had to do every day. And um, that all went away. I would stand up and go, oh, why did I stand up? Hmm. Or sometimes I would get canceled, two or three canceled checks from the same bill because I'd seen it. I go, oh, I haven't paid that yet. And I'd write another check out. <laughs> It's like, uh, so I had to learn how to do lists and everything until everything started functioning again. And the other thing that happened is that my hands started tingling from carpal tunnel syndrome and that I ended up with a lot of UTIs and um, athlete's foot. So these all are symptoms of a slow thyroid and the UTIs and the athlete's foot and even the carpal tunnel syndrome are all symptoms of a suppressed immune system. So you can see how really important your thyroid is. Before you do anything, check your current medications to make sure it's not interfering with the thyroid hormone function in your body. The main uh, metabolically active um, hormone is T3. So that is uh, three iodines attached to some L-tyrosine, right? So it's triiodo and it's got some long name, right? Three iodines. There's also T4, right? T4 has four iodines, but that is not metabolically active, but it is produced by the thyroid. And then the liver, another, another very important function, the liver transforms the T4 to T3. And some people do not do that efficiently enough. So if the TSH looks okay, meaning okay, it'll be a little off. It'll be like in the two to three range, which is where mine was. But then when they tested my free T3, it was too low. So I did not have enough of the metab metabolically active stuff. So I took a, a very tiny, tiny amount. They usually subscribe that amount to cats a tiny, tiny amount of T3, and my whole body went back to normal. Like the next morning, I used to run six miles before breakfast, and I got to the point where I had to stop every mile or so and walk for a little bit, and the day I took it, I was able to run five miles straight, right? So it made a huge difference immediately, right? So first thing is to check your thyroid regularly, meaning approximately once a year after the age of 45 or 50, and make sure you find a doctor that understands thyroid tests. This is the more difficult one. I got really lucky. I had one in Seattle who knew exactly what to do. 
I used her for a while and then when I moved to LA I found another one that's here locally that when I mentioned I took uh, both T3 and T4 he goes oh you don't convert the T4 very well and I go no and then I sent my sister to him too so you have to you have to kind of know the lingo and I do have a chapter so if you write to me I will send you my chapter on thyroid that comes directly out of my book the diamond healing method which you can find on um, on my website very easily so that's the first thing is get your thyroid checked the second is drink plenty of water which I mentioned on the first day the more you detox the better because it it's it helps keep the thyroid clear of any blockage issues the third is iodine you need enough iodine because iodine is a is an integral component of your thyroid hormone so people that live kind of inland like wisconsin michigan uh you know away from salt water because uh natural salt has some iodine in it the iodized salt forget it but you know like sea salt they have it has a plethora of different minerals i happen to use himalayan salt on my food and so it's helpful but if you get fruits and vegetables made around the edges of the country towards the sea you'll get more iodine in the food um let's see and if you really need some then eating uh, kelp or any kind of seaweed has a plentiful source of iodine and also helpful is to supplement your diet with some l-tyrosine so iodine and l-tyrosine tyrosine i mentioned is the dopamine precursor but it's also your thyroid hormone precursor and when you take tyrosine take it at least a half an hour away from any food because as soon as you uh, eat food along with it, you dilute its effect. And I take one gram every morning before half hour before I eat. So then the next caution is brassica vegetables. That's like kale, broccoli, and cauliflower, which are super duper healthy. Those things are called goitrogens and you can diminish their effect. Goitrogens means that it um, gets in the way of the thyroid function in your body so as soon as you cook them you're okay like I can't eat raw broccoli for example I have to cook it or raw cauliflower I know that it's you know it's like all the rage to serve them raw but those vegetables and kale I usually make kale chips out of it kale chips cook them at an hour or two at 175 spray them with a little olive oil tiny bit of salt you can even put yeast flakes and paprika on them and they are really delicious right then another really important um, uh, food or mineral that you need for your thyroid is selenium because selenium is kind of like the catalyst that runs the the thyroid hormone chain of events that you need things like brazil nuts alfalfa broccoli butter eggs fish garlic onions turnips and seafood and uh so it's the enzyme required for converting t4 to t3 and if you don't have enough of it it just doesn't happen and it also protects the um, your body from oxidative stress it's an antioxidant 
So these are lifestyle. Oh, the last one is to be careful with soy and gluten. Both of those are known to affect the thyroid. Gluten will uh, stimulate kind of like the, um, what you call, it's an intolerance, but it, it stimulates the autoimmune effect on the thyroid. And second, as soy is, is controversial, but soy is researched very often and interferes with thyroid function. And my symptom was that if I ate anything with soy, I was hungrier afterwards than before. It's as if it suppressed my ability to get the, the nutrition out of the food. And so I ate twice as much afterwards. And of course, uh, the, problem, <laughs> the problem with slow thyroid is you gain weight really fast. You know, I can just look at food and I, I gain five pounds. Right, so that's the, the problem is to never go on a starvation diet because a starvation diet slows your metabolism down because your body thinks it's starving and it's not. Body thinks it's starving, so it slows everything down and it makes it even more difficult to lose weight. And um, people can't believe I eat as little as I do. And uh, until recently, I was about 35 pounds overweight. And now I'm only about five pounds overweight. But it was a very slow, you know, it took a year to get that down. And um, I still have to be super duper careful because of the thyroid. Right. So then um, the other, of course, the same things that I've mentioned before is avoid smoking and drinking alcohol. Uh, stay away from sugar and caffeine. Anything that spikes your blood sugar and then drops it really fast will confuse your body and it will affect your thyroid function. And the the last thing is what I mentioned before about taking care of <clears throat> of your your body is have at least three if not four regularly spaced meals a day and those are regular meals they've got protein they've got vegetables you can have some complex carbs fibrous carbs if fibrous carbs are vegetables with very low sugar content and uh complex carbs are uh fruits are a combination of simple and complex and then complex carbs are things like sweet potatoes and carrots and beets, right? So I, I don't eat any grains and I tend to shy away from beans because the, the coating on the bean have saponins in it and they attack the gut lining. And I just happen to be a really sensitive person and it's through this journey of trying to figure out exactly what to do. And of course, it wasn't quite enough. I had to also do energy healing to do the repair work afterwards. And then, uh, let's see. And then the last thing is to do um, metabolism boosting exercises. So any kind of exercise that you do that's sustained for 20 minutes or more will raise your metabolic rate. And it's really, really helpful because it keeps that engine going. It helps support your entire immune system and it also supports your thyroid because it kicks the thyroid into gear and starts getting it to pump out more of the thyroid hormone because your, as your metabolism goes up, there's more thyroid hormone coming out. And so one of the don't, big don'ts is eating foods with high glycemic index, like 
things that are like cotton candy or white bread or things like that. Things that have no substance and will, will spike your blood sugar really, really fast. And it's the same reason why going long periods without eating, right? You're, you're, it'll drive your blood sugar up and then your, your poor pancreas will pump a lot of insulin and drive your blood sugar way down. Your body thinks it's starving and it shuts down your metabolism. So I hope that all makes a lot of sense to you because this is a really, uh, it's a really huge topic and it is one of the critical point, key points, you know, aside from the liver and the adrenal glands, it's the thyroid. These three are the main com driving components in the immune system. You know, everything else plays a role, your skin, your bone marrow pumping out all of the white blood cells like gamma globulin and IgE and all the other factors. And, um, <clears throat> and you have also your gut and things that are happening down in the gut. But the, those three, um, the two glands and one organ drive the whole system. That's all I have for today. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you being here. If you enjoyed this, please give it a thumbs up or five star rating. Share it with your friends. And I look forward to seeing you in the next video. Have a good weekend, everybody.